Let me set the scene. A train is barreling down the tracks at 100 miles per hour. The train is unstoppably moving towards a single person in its path wearing headphones. On the other track, instead of only one person, there is five. Your choice is to condemn the one person to die or switch the tracks in the hope that one of the five people see the train before it's too late. This was a popular thought experiment that shows the inherent value of human life. Most people would let the one person die to save five, right? But what if we knew who the people were? Would that change anything? What if the one person was an American and everyone else was foreign? What if they were a celebrity? Is there any way you could value one person's life over five or ten or thousands? Of course not, but this is exactly what's happening in real life, except we have no choice in the matter. Welcome to 60 Minutes. There have been a lot of pivotal trades in the history of sports that have all changed a bunch of things in franchises and cities and, you know, it makes people millionaires, billionaires yeah. by being a successful owner or whatever. But none of them really mattered. It's just a game, after all. No trades in sport actually have any real-life consequences. So even if your favorite player gets traded to your rival team and he's fucking shitting on you every year, it doesn't matter, really. What's the point? It's a game. But that changed because this, this Brittany Griner trade... From Russia, that's been memed as like a sports trade. Have you seen that? Well, if you haven't heard anything about this situation, somehow if you've been living under the rock, Brittany Griner is a WNBA player that was caught for possession with a dab pin while she was over in Russia. And she was over there playing basketball in Russia and they locked her ass up. She's been MIA for months and months yeah, and months. Yeah, she like disappeared for a little bit. And that was the news report that no one even really knew where like she was at. Like her lawyer didn't fucking know where she was. And recently, after months and months and months that we've been talking about this, we recorded an episode talking about it a little bit like, how many months ago was that? Six? Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. And Beginning we, of the season. We unfortunately predicted the future again because unfortunately we predicted this trade where we traded Brittany Griner for a Russian arms dealer. Yeah, yeah, known as like a the death merchant, like the yeah. merchant of death is who we just traded a WNBA a literal for. war criminal. So, before we even get into this, I want to make this very clear that I am happy that she is home. Yeah. Thank but God. I don't think that the beads justify the end, but we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But I have nothing against this person. It's going to sound, some of this shit is going to sound harsh. And I don't, I don't want to just shit on this person. Well, because this I mean, is a human life who is being inspirational to like LGBTQ people yeah. and being successful in her own right. I have nothing disparaging to say about this person. But, really at all. But. But this guy who we traded for, this was not a fair trade. Yeah, bro. no. Hell no. This was not a fair trade. This guy's last name is Bout. He was a Soviet military officer 
and he was serving a 25-year sentence at, in the United States on charges of conspiring to kill Americans. Wow. Acquire and export anti-aircraft missiles and providing material to support terrorist organizations. This is what the chief at the DEA said about this person. He was a master. There was no one who came close to his ability to move any type of ornaments around the world and deliver them with absolutely precision with airdrops landing on unimproved airstrips using old Soviet heavy aircrafts. He, he's been at the center of a bunch of different conflicts mm -hmm. in recent years. Like, he brought a lot of weapons into Afghanistan. Yeah. He's just this real sleazebag who takes advantage of situations like that where yeah. there's a buck to be made, like in War Dogs. Yeah, exactly That's exactly like that. what it's like. It's a guy like that. So, Preston... I've talked long enough. What do you what do you make of all of this? Cause uh, it's crazy. From the little bit that we talked about it before the show, we're both on the same page. Shit is totally performative, hundred percent. Like I feel like they probably could have traded, maybe somebody else. Definitely not fair. Definitely disproportionate. Like the point that you're trying to make with your intro being about like. How much can you value a celebrity's life, basically? Because this dude Thank could just you. go back to being a fucking criminal. And it could lead to a shit ton of more people dying. Yes, it, it's fucked up that Brittany Griner was in these work camps or whatever. Right, and it was a bullshit situation, too. Because it's a, over some fucking weed. Think about how, Still. how contrived this whole situation was. These reports that conveniently came out a week or two ago... That they didn't know where Britney was. That's just fear mongering. Yeah, that's 100%. just wherever that story came from, it came from the Russians. Yeah. There's no secret to where that story came from. So that was just strategically using Britney to get yeah. this person free. To make it seem more dire. And what do you think he's gonna do over there, Preston? Be a fucking war criminal. Why like, do you think Russia wanted this dude so bad? To go back to fucking work. Get back honestly, at it. Honestly, just but like... There are already memes saying with like a dude's face and it's like the Michael Jordan thing, I'm back. Yeah. There's so much shit like that. But that's really how it's about to be. This yeah. man was doing fucking, Im fucking greatest of all time numbers like the DEA was saying. And he's about to be back at it like a crack at it. Yeah. That's what fucking Putin wanted. He was fucking struggling. Mm -hmm. He's been struggling this entire time to beat Ukraine, which is supposed to be this country that they were just supposed to be able to walk all over. I, and well, there are all these reports saying, that Russia's fucking desperate and their yeah, economy's in fucking collapse. It's a little and, shaky. And they're just drafting random people to fucking fight in this army. Mm -hmm. And... You know when you do that, Preston, when you're running out of fucking people. Yeah. They are so fucked. And we just gave them this shit on a fucking silver platter. They, well, so I will also say part of it is probably that right now, America makes money off of wars. We got out of the Middle East and said, all right, Eastern Europe, here we come. So. And we're like, all right, flaming the goddamn fire over there. In this situation. So 100%. We're There's literally supporting both sides. Right. 
100%. We are literally giving money and support to Ukraine they said, while giving, mm, while releasing if, this arms dealer who is going to be a merchant of death over there. Yeah. No, Russia it's, it's is going to have both sides. This dude had access to like anti-aircraft missiles. Yeah. That's what it was saying. Yeah. We're not talking about it's just so fucking weird like rifles put it here, that way, But it really is like America said, mm, what if we made this a little more challenging? It's It's like... It's like a, that's Darth Sidious, bro. I was gonna say it's like in that's an anime where it's like the the villain will wait for the main character be, to become more powerful, so they're actually more of a f- challenge. It's just like, mm, I think I want this to be a fairer fight. So they just said, "Fuck it, we'll give you a shit ton of money, and we'll give you back one of your favorite guys." That's literally Darth Sidious, bro. Yeah, they are literally playing. We are literally playing I both am sides to. Uh, win in the power struggle that is literally what we're doing you we we love being this fucking let's talk about america's america's done here. that for years really though like, do, do we just want to seem like the big bad heroes of the world this much that we're like doing some like uh, spider-man far from we, home shit where we're creating the enemies we fight I was going to say, Louis, you know how much money this country invests in our military. A lot. More than anyone else. Significantly more than literally any other. Like, you could take the military spending budget for the next couple of countries below us, and we would still beat them. Realistically, the world should know that we have the most military capability. Like, in comparison to literally every other country in the world. It's a fact. But... I also think there's this idea that it doesn't really show much force if you don't actually use any of that. And so there's this need for America to keep getting into other countries' business. Use that budget just to show force. Just to show that even if it's not wartime, I'm still capable. Which is fucked. Because that's an extreme form of performance. You know, I don't put it past them, but... Really, I think this is more performative about Brittany Griner than it is about the greater U.S. motives of the world. I think sure. that this was some Biden administration shit trying to rack up a little clout. Little brownie points, yeah. I think that they thought that this move would, would look good. be good. Yeah. And he was just in a fucked up situation where he was damned if... He does it, damned if he doesn't. Yeah, you know, because before, before the shit, everyone was saying like, "Bro, Trump got out ASAP, Rocky like that." Yeah, like same day he threatened a war with fucking Sweden. ASAP Rocky was home. Get home ASAP, ASAP. You remember that shit? Yeah, that's what people were saying about Biden. Well, they were like, "If we, you weren't such a puss, then we'd be able to get her back." It's also so he was like, "Okay, I got her back," and now. All these conservatives are playing this role where they're like, this is so crazy, which it is so crazy, but Trump did some similar shit releasing Taliban. Honestly saying, I'll I'll start a war with you if you don't give somebody back is even more crazy. (laughs) And if you you say it's not, you you need to reevaluate some shit. Saying, fuck you, I'll start a war over ASAP. That shit was crazy. It is. That's insane. But, but you're right. It is It is like to say, oh, well, I, I finally did something. And I, it's like, bruh. I did what you want. Are you proud of me? Preston, notice this. What 
has Biden been tweeting about and trying to flex that he's done in the office so far? It's been like the two things that people were shit talking him about, which means that he's trying to do some image control because yeah. he knows that if fucking Trump runs against him, I don't think he has a chance, bro. I, don't I think, think people are tired able to of running if we're getting into that conversation. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not getting into that conversation. Thanks for stopping me. No. Yeah. Biden. I was talking about Biden because that was the shit he was flexing. He's been talking about freeing Britney because people were talking shit about him about that. Yeah. And he's flexing the gas prices like he was responsible for that in the first place. Which is bullshit. I have held true this entire time that the president doesn't control the gas price. Yeah. Guys. Like that's not how this works. I I'm in business school and newsflash, you guys. There are more factors than what the fucking president says and does that affect gas price. Yeah. And a lot of that is the fucking Ukraine war that we're fighting. Well, and but, more so, it's the oil companies can use that as an excuse because realistically, America does not get that f- much fucking oil from Russia. It's gonna. It should affect Europe more, which it has and will but like realistically it's also price gouging the thing about this is that everything is based on optics everything that the government has been doing is based on how it makes them look politics is quite literally a popularity contest where the popular kids win and the unpopular kids they Get shoved in the locker, even if they're smart, even if they it's do not even morally correct things, even if they, whatever they do, if you're unpopular, Honestly, it doesn't like, fucking matter what your opinion is. That makes is. more sense than how it really even works. It's kind of like a hypothetical dick measuring contest, because it's like for the year before election year, they just say, here are all the things that I could do if you elect me for the next four years, and then they won't do fucking any of it, and except, it, it, it every year it proves fucking nothing. Except free Britney Griner and, and release. I guess somebody, change the gas prices and release the Merchant of Death to kill probably a lot of probably a lot more than people. one person. Basically, so this popularity contest that is this American thing, it is actually leading to the death. Of a bunch of other people. Yeah. All of it. Politics, celebrity culture, American idolization of oh, truly. celebrities it's that we care so much that this, the, is the, what, this is what's dominated the news for a fucking grip when there's a ton of like it has been prisoners of war and fucked up shit like and that. Other and other people that really fucking people, don't deserve it. People that, that are jailed in other places. People that are jailed in general treat it like shit when they didn't do anything wrong in the first yeah. place. That is a thing globally. And we stress about it so much with the celebrities. And it's poor Gr- Brittany Griner for being in a Russian prison. There are people in prisons in the United States this, that are treated like shit. Louis, the the hottest and harshest take that I can give on this situation, but it is the truth. Realistically, we all know what Russia's like, right? Yeah. Sorry, but they're a fucking adult. They should have known what that shit could get them into. We- Honestly, more risky because you're a celebrity. If you're, But if you were a regular person, you'd probably just fucking disappear. 
we don't need to rehash this point because I feel like we did talk about that in the other episode. And I don't like. So it's like I honestly, don't want to like victim blame because like or, I wouldn't say or, that's victim blaming. That's just kind of uh, it is a little is bit. how it is type statement. That's all I really mean by it is like that's what Russia's like, and so probably not a good idea to bring your dab pen. I wouldn't bring my dab pen to Russia. Probably not. I, w- I would be hesitant to bring my dab pin on a flight to California, like a legal state. Yeah. I would be hesitant flying domestically and doing it. But the thing about TSA here is they don't really give a shit. Yeah, t- but, the TSA is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Besides the point, just like America's fucked up, man. Really fucked up. And we just see shit like that. And we just keep being like, uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. And we let people politicize it. People are getting politicized on both sides because the Republicans are calling it, you know, a travesty, rightfully so, but for the wrong reason yeah. because they do the same shit. Yeah. The two-party system is the biggest scam in the fucking world, and I hate wannabe intellectuals that want to talk about how the two-party system is whack, and they don't even explain why. They can't even I was articulate gonna say, why. Both sides are equally, equally terrible, whack. and the fact that we are forced to support either no, the fact means that people think that there's any it's difference. not a democracy. It's not a democracy. Oh, no. But it, nothing in this country is, anyway. There's this map that I saw where there's this big grocery chain merger happening, and there's, like, Kroger is apparently a more northern chain. Yeah. And then there's some other chain that they are going to be merging with that's more dominant in the south and out west. What's the chain? Kroger's more southern. Albertson's like the north and northeast. And soon there will be this merger between them where it's like all these smaller chains of grocery stores are underneath these different businesses. And so like Kroger owns a bunch of different chains in different places and Albertson's owns a bunch of different chains in different places. And there's Safeway, going to be a merger. Safeway is really big. Uh, I've seen Jewel Osco's before. And then there's like Fred Meyers. Ralph's. And, yeah, Ralph's. But once they merge, it'll be a fucking monopoly. There will be no choice but to support Kroger. And that's also, like, Kroger's business-wise better than Walmart. Yeah. But both of those families are equally fucking horrible and, like, prime examples of toxic generational wealth. And so, like, they both exploit the shit out of people, essentially. But now there will be no choice for a lot of people but to support Kroger. And people don't even care about that. And, and Well, and realistically, there's supposed to be this idea that, you know, capitalism functions democratically. But realistically, even in this country where there's been a lot of work to, like, stop monopolization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's really this illusion of choice. That's the that's the way around it for a lot of businesses is, okay, then we'll all just own a bunch of small chains and operate them, and all that money will still go into my pocket. Mm-hmm. Murders is really, like, what prevents capitalism from being functional democratically because if, if there was actual choice, if it was like, if there were no mergers and a... Another supermarket could be like, what they're doing is fucked up. Come over here and we won't be fucked up. And people could choose yeah. to go well, there and realistically, they that's the, the only prices. ability to like have any power 
in that sort of system that the consumer can actually do, you know, is say, well, I don't agree with this place. I'll go spend it somewhere else. But if that's not a fucking option, like, our power, it's not an option. Our power as consumers and nothing we is more it. valuable than our power as voters. And even then, oh, that's for not sure. saying much. It really isn't, but it's 100% more effective to say I'm not going to spend my money somewhere than to say I'm going to vote for somebody. Because how many times do we hear the excuse of why we don't boycott places? My, my $8 at Chick-fil-A doesn't matter that much. The, the Chick-fil-A's not staying in business for my $8. Yeah. They're not... They're not making a profit at $8 that they weren't making before, you yeah. know what I'm saying. That's pretty true. It's the same thing. But with it's like a lot easier for a college. lot of people to agree with something like that and say, um, I'm going to go somewhere else, you know, uh-huh. than to say, I'm going to vote for somebody else. Because it's it's kind of 50-50 on your vote. Yeah. Where it's like, you either have this party or you have this party. If you vote independent, that's not voting. That's not voting. So, like, at least in the business model, you can say, well, at least there's this other, like, handful of places. Yeah. Which are sort of different, depending on where you go. So, what do you think more of a factor is in this? Because the United States' motives are questioned no matter what we say, because it's, it's questionable what they're fucking doing. Yeah. It's very questionable shit. But do you think it was more of a factor that they were a celebrity and Guess it's celebrities it. are important? Or do you think it was more like she's an American and even if this harms people abroad, we value Americans more? Kind which of. is kind of what I got from... That's how I feel about it. It's a very American idea to feel just politically, geopolitically, that you know, if something's out of sight, it's out of mind. You know? And it's like, fuck them. Fuck all those other people. Foreigners are so, like, dehumanized. Oh, yeah. We act like they're not even it's people. Our, it's part of our culture to dehumanize somebody from other somewhere places. else. Even here. But even even in that article that I screenshot and I was reading some of it at the beginning of the show, the only reason this Russian guy was in jail in the first place was because he was conspiring to hurt Americans. If he was no threat to Americans, we wouldn't have given a shit about this in the first place. True. There's a ton of people like this that are that outside are, of the United no, no, no. States. There are plenty of people that do shit like this that are Americans. <laughs> That's true. You know? It's true. So realistically, it's not that they care about his war crimes. It's that they fucking care that he was planning to do something on American soil or that would affect America directly. If he killed, like, two people here, it would be like, oh, what a fucking tragedy. Yeah, what a monster. Two Americans die, and he's on a fucking kill streak in Russia, killing fucking, probably, let's be honest. A bunch of random Joe Schmoes who probably don't deserve it and just saw something. This man could be second-hand responsible for, like, over a million people, yeah. bro. Like, you think about supplying just, weapons to yeah, Afghanistan just weapons alone. To think about how many fucking people have died in Afghanistan yeah. over the whole U.S. tenure there. Yeah. So, it's just fucking insane. It is insane. The way right. people think of things. And how American-centric our thought process is. True. People have no fucking compassion for other people and I think part of that is the media because we're fed oh yeah things from an American perspective well, and, I think it's and also, everything else can fuck off because nobody cares about it. I think it's else. easier for so people to accept self to fulfilling prophecy on mass because it is a celebrity. So I think that's where that point comes in too. 
is that it's like the public is easier to say, okay, well, I'm glad they're home because it's it's like somebody they actually know. Yeah. You know? I feel like people would be less, be talking about it less if it wasn't a celebrity. If it was some like soldier or shit, it, it would only be until they actually get traded that you would hear about it on the news. That's probably true. They're definitely... Because it was hot all the way up until this point. And I think R- Russia sort of playing up, oh, she's disappeared, was 100% a way to be like, all right, America, come on, do something. I, I think that leads us to the question, like, why now? Because this is the exact press... This is the exact trade that I was talking about that six months ago. Yeah. So the timing of it is very strange that if you were going to pull the trigger on this deal at any point, well, why would you do well, it? Well, things are getting bad for Russia and the Ukraine, like 100%. And it is realistic to say, well, maybe they kind of need this guy. They do need this guy. They absolutely do. Yeah. <sighs> these are the people that we quote-unquote elect. These are the kind of decisions that these motherfuckers make. How does this not call into question what the purpose of government is in the first place when we let all this bad shit happen and we do stupid fucking performative shit over and over and over again and we're... It's insanity. It's the definition of insanity. We are consistently expecting different things to happen and they are not happening. They will never happen. I feel like also... There will never be that point where the politicians work for us. That the election system gets people like that is because it is every four years and it's different faces every time pretty much. Like, yeah, there'll be people who run again, but, you know, at least there's a few different options every time. Options, quote unquote. Yeah. So it's easier for the public to be like, oh, well, I kind of agree with a few of this person's points. It's like the last two election cycles we saw it where it was like, oh, there's some like actual different seeming people compared to usual. You might actually be interested in a few of their points or actually agree with them on a lot of things or actually just like the fucking person, which is rare in politics. And then that person will not have enough traction. They'll drop out and then they'll be like, all right, time for me to endorse this old white dude. A lot of candidates, I feel like they're kind of charismatic, you know, from an objective point of view. I feel like people are immediately, you know disenchanted by politicians just on that value but i feel like these, say, a lot they, of these people that's one of their only perks is that they can kind they of can just talk smile yeah. and sound smart like a lot of these well the other people. the other skill that they'll have is just being able to dangle things in front of people's face you know and be like well uh a living uh, wage do you want this? Or, you or, fucking or commoners? these fucking people that you don't like, you want me to get rid of them? All right, here, come get it. Yeah. God damn. Those are the two options. Do you want more money? I'll give you jobs. I just hate the conversation, bro. I just hate the whole American political discourse. It's worse when you talk to somebody who's like wholeheartedly believing in it, too. That's like, that's worse. I'd rather talk to somebody who's people... like, this shit sucks. And I'm, I'd am i be like, yes, yes, it does. I don't even care what their political beliefs are. They can just be like, I fucking don't like politics. Cool, good for you. How do people believe in this shit and have fucking eyes They'll be like foaming at the mouth with like how hard with they're patriotism. like, you, you need a fucking vote. 
oh my god, I was watching this clip. It was uh, one of those wife swap shows, and it is this like vet, and she goes to this more sort of hippy dippy <laughs> house, and the son's like eighteen or seventeen, something like that, and you can tell he's real sort of a commie and you know uh, atheist. And she's getting into how she wants them to... I think it was kind of a to teach him some respect thing. But also, like, I couldn't tell if she was being serious or not. And I really hope she doesn't, like, pledge allegiance to the flag every day at her own home. Because that's indoctrination. But she was like, yep, I'm putting this American flag outside the house. And you're going to pledge allegiance to it. And he was like... I'm not doing that. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not, you can't make me do that. And she's like, you're disrespecting people who died for your rights. And I'm like, like, yeah, they died for his fucking right not to have to do anything. That's basically it. If that's what you're trying to say. That's the right that they fucking died for. Like, what are you talking about? And then they get into like a little religious talk. And he's like, Jesus was just a carpenter who talked a lot. That's crazy. And she starts crying. I love those white swap videos so much because it is always one extreme switches to the other extreme. And he's just telling her like all this shit. And he's honestly making some good points. Like he's not got the best delivery because he's, you know, a teenager. But he's making some good points. And he is breaking down some of her thoughts. But some people really are brainwashed like that. Like, she was 100% like, Did you, uh, God in America. Did you ever stand for the pledge? Uh, when I was maybe in, like, elementary school. I stood for and then the pledge a decent about. In high school, I stopped. There was, yeah, there was one, one point. Honestly, where I just... Once I realized how stupid all this shit was, I stopped. In elementary school, we did that, like, every day. Yeah. And, you know, you didn't really have as much choice. That's what they mean by make America great again. And then, and then in middle school, back to elementary school. That's what they want. (laughs) They want us all to wake up and at seven something in the morning. we're six years old. (laughs) And we pledge allegiance like good little boys and girls. And we're wearing the, uh, little... Blue polos. Oh my god, not wear. back to uniforms. Hell no. That shit was ass. But Yeah, yeah, it was. But my middle school, not only was it uniform, they also didn't make you do that. So yeah. I just did it because nobody else did it. It would be weird if I was the only one doing it. <laughs> and then, Can you imagine if you were like, God, I just love America so much. And then when I went to high school, people were doing it again. And I think I did Bro, it a little bit. At but Eastern, mostly there was a dude I just wanted like to like like, conservative flag shirt he'd wear around. Do you remember that, dude? Yeah. I believe it was a hat. No, Cowboy I saw Cowboy hat with the conservative Yeah. Flag. God yep. damn it. God damn Kentucky. What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, I think that's our political rant for yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah,
you just listened to Weeds by Beach Bunny. So this is my pick this week. Super sappy. This is the first non-hip-hop thing that I brought. The genre I would put it in would be like, maybe like emo pop punk. I would say, yeah, pop punk sort of feeling. Um, Indie, indie pop punk. This is a group that I don't really know what exactly it is that makes me gravitate towards their music so much. Uh, I really like the way each song sounds. I think the guitar work, the drums, it Mm -hmm. always sounds very good. And there's something about the way they structure the music, too, that always keeps me interested. Like, there's usually, like, a bridge part, and they always, they like to do these, like, instrumental breakdown almost yeah, little, things little at the end of the song, which I really like. That's that's all that I really like in rap, that kind of, you know, at the end of the song, you'll have Let something that out. just sounds yeah. fucking incredible that I could just uh, astral project to. <laughs> but I really like her voice, too, and I really like her emotional lyrics like all of all of what she says comes across very genuine yeah and i'm not always in the mood to listen to this type of music but i really fucking like it so what do you think i don't know if i've ever heard this song before i usually (laughs) don't listen to anything like this like actively listen yeah you know so it's interesting though because you kind of made me aware of how i'm not used to i used to just only listen to like indie rock Mm-hmm. So it's weird that I'm now to the point where I just listen to so much rap just like casually that it's like I'm not used to hearing instruments uh-huh. like that. I hear you. Like there's a s- <laughs> handful of songs where like I love a good guitar, like just wailing on the electric guitar. Yeah. And like, like I said in this song, like I love the drums in this song. Good, solid, consistent the drums are always great, um, and I like that this group has a good amount of like upbeat music. Cause yeah. I feel like that's kind of what pop should be. It should be you know yeah. kind of faster tempo, you know. Cause I hate like the really like slow, boring pop. Like that was a big that was kind of trend, trend. Yeah. genre a few years ago where it's just like. Oh, I'm so sad. It's well, and, and that's also I'm when it was like heavily quietly. dominated by like sort of these boy bands and sad boys. Yeah, you know. And this song does a good job of saying some like, you know, emotional type of shit, but it's done in also like the the repeated part way. is not my problem. Yeah, you know, and that's definitely like a feel good mentality. The whole song is very feel good. It's almost. It's almost too feel good for me because uh because yeah. I like to listen to a lot of like soul crushing type of shit. I like to listen to a lot like of like heavy. Shit. Yeah. And this is just so goddamn positive that it's it's a little uh <laughs> could not listen to it all day. Self, yeah. I could listen to it all day. Oh really? But I'm just saying. But the chorus is, uh, the problem is you think you're only viable for love when someone makes you feel complete. You're a diamond. Wish you could see you the way I see. And that is some S-grade Well, that's a good way of saying that, yeah. But I really like the sentiment of the song because in the music video, too, is kind of what she's talking about in the song. Because she says that 
she doesn't she doesn't want to play just like the woman. She doesn't need a man to save yeah. her. You know, and that's the music video, which is like her is like Princess Leia. Yeah. And she's captured and she saved herself. Yeah, and she saves while, her fucking self while these men are while clueless. her while her bandmates are being completely inept in trying to save her. So I like everything about this song. This yeah. song is fire. And I like the I like the music video kind of more than I like the song, if I'm being honest. But I there are some you. songs like that for me where I'm just like, this is this needs the music video to go with it for me yeah. to properly enjoy it. Because other times I'm just like, ah, I'm just hearing this beat. That's how I am with uh, the heart part five. Like I need yeah. to listen to that with the music video. I was gonna say, uh, you remember like AWOL Nation? That's blaming it on my ADD. Figure it out. You'll know so, who I'm talking about. I'm but they they have a few music videos like that where it's like the song feels completely different with the music video, which is part of what makes music videos so great. Something something I really like about this group. I've heard like their origin story. Uh, this group came together because, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yes, you do. Sale? I'll play it for you afterwards. I'm gonna prove your ass wrong. Stop trying to derail me. Stop trying to derail this. You're gonna get this Beach Buddy origin story whether you like it or not. The lead singer's ex was, like, in, his band was in, like, a Battle of the Bands. Interesting. and uh, Lily, the singer, she made music already, but she didn't have a band. So she literally made this band with like a bunch of like random people almost. Cool. And they just fucked up her ex at the Battle <laughs> of the Bands. So it was just. That's con- badass. Conceived out of spite. Uh. So that's why there's a lot of like. Their older music cool. is a lot more. Like breakup shit. Yeah. And now they're trying to be more like positive and No, that's so fucking funny though. <laughs> I love that. That's also like so random. Who does that? That's one of those things where Fuck you, I'll start my own band, bitch. That's peak petty. It really is. They don't make them like that. That's crazy. But yeah, they're what holds me back from a lot of indie music is I feel like a lot of it isn't that creative. I feel like a lot yeah. of it is kind of sounds the same. similar. Yeah. Beach Body does a lot of different sounding shit. Like there are different tracks on the album where you would just be like, "Whoa, it doesn't even sound like the same person." Like, I was going to say, "Whoa, he's talking about the album." That's a real fan. Their albums are fire. I'm impressed. That's some real shit. I'm going to tell Nikki all this when I get home. For I feel like the only reason not to really like this is if it's not really like your taste. And I feel like it's not a lot of people's taste. Yeah. Which is fine. It's just what I listen to. Preston had the question, what do you even fucking listen to outside of rap? Apparently and, it's this. And that's the answer. I listen to Beach Bunny. <laughs> What's stuff like Beach Bunny that you also listen to outside of rap? Just a bunch of like random shit I'll, I'll bring more shit up to like I like this this show. is a different vibe I, I want you to do this more often for I, sure I feel like Lord's kind of yeah. in that camp yeah. as well especially more recently oh for sure but yeah that's another person like that that I fucking love 
I like a lot of poppy shit because I grew up kind of listening to pop more than I was listening to like rap shit. Yeah. I listen to subtle rap, like the stuff that bled through like uh, swimming pools or, yeah. you know, gold digger, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. But most stuff of Stuff that sort of crosses that border. One of my, my favorite song when I was like four years old. This is just a random fun fact about me. Karma Chameleon. That's one of my seminal moments of listening to music. Core memory. Karma Chameleon. <laughs> I have a very unique taste in music, and that's okay. I don't know if I could give you a favorite song from that when long ago. That young. I had zero musical taste as a child. I was kind of the same way. I didn't listen to a lot of music when I was a lot younger. I had like an early MP3 player until that broke, and then I just kind of didn't listen to music my, like that. I still have my iPod Nano. That was the first thing Hell that I had. Yeah. I want to get a charger for it so goddamn bad. I think it would be hilarious to be walking around listening to shit on that. <laughs> to one-up me. <laughs> well, it's a lot. Of, it's basically all music that my dad put on there for me. That's how it was. So it's, it's like a solid rock collection. I, I'm not going to shit on it. It did me good. Like... Serve me well. So, I want to issue a formal apology to Top Dog Entertainment. Yeah, for calling them out. Because I was talking about the whole SZA situation, and did we talk about that multiple times? We might have. Where I think we talked about it maybe two times. I think it was one of our like main points for an episode, and then we were talking about somebody else. Yeah. And just sort of brought it up real quick. But I think the whole SZA situation was cap. And it's cap in multiple ways. Because I think that SZA's being cap. And I think that it's kind of immature to blame labels for your shit. True. That's what I think. And I never side with the label present. So you know that I'm on some shit right now. So SZA's album came out this previous Friday after long, long anticipation for me specifically. Uh, she hasn't released an album since 2017, which I was talking about in our other Top Dog Entertainment conversation where I was saying that the label was washed because it didn't seem like they wanted to release SZA's album. I was talking all this shit about labels. I was talking all this shit about this is what's fucked up in the music industry and this is why people's careers get killed. For sure. And Control is one of my favorite albums, bro. Control by SZA is damn near perfect. It uh, is so fucking good. My coworkers have been listening to the new album a lot at work. It's kind of funny, but I was talking about it at work where I'm just like, yeah, apparently they were just playing the internet from what I heard, which is hilarious. So, when the track list came out, and there were only, like, three features, and it was kind of on some random shit. There were, like, 22 songs, and there were only, like, three features. One of them was Don Tolliver. One of them was Travis Scott. Another one was labeled as featuring ODB of the Wu-Tang Clan. When everybody saw that, everyone was like, well, that's crazy as fuck if she actually got ODB on there, which, spoiler alert, 
she didn't actually get ODB on there. It was like a two-second sample, but, you know, featuring ODB to kind of, you know, get that attention. They said that, and they also said 22 tracks is kind of long yep. to only have two other people, which that's fine in a more, like, condensed album. Yeah. Like, Control only had, like, two features maybe, but that was also, like, 14 tracks. And SOS is 22 tracks, and it's over an hour of yeah. play time, and there's only, like, two or three features. I think that's a to each their own sort of thing, though. Absolutely. You know, just because it's sort of become a trend for there to be all these features on an album, like every album, doesn't mean that somebody can't go out there and not do that. Yeah. You know? What I've built it up to is the release of the album. To preface this, I am not Citizen's target audience. I feel like I have to say this yeah, every time. Yeah, me either. I talk about anything that I'm not Citizen's target audience, and me talking the shit I'm about to talk, uh... <laughs> Does not mean that no one else could like it or anything like that. Right. If you like it, I am happy for you. We're just some dudes. I wish I liked it because this is damn near unlistenable for me, Preston. <laughs> this is pop in the complete opposite direction of what I fucking like. The The first song <laughs> comes on and it, it samples uh, Champagne Poetry by Drake, which is a song that just came out last year. Yeah. And I don't really like when people sample a song that I already like. I was going to say, that's just too place. recent to be sampling. But a song that Personally. I don't like, like Champagne Poetry, that I'm not particularly a fan of, that's even worse. Yeah. And then the second song, Kill Bill, is a song that a lot of people have kind of been hyping up. That's That might be like the hit off yeah, of the album. for sure. This shit is so corny, bro. I don't see the appeal at all. The The hook... I agree. The hook is about, like, wanting to kill your ex and her new man. Or his new woman. That's what the song is about. That's so weird. The song is about is wanting to kill her ex, his new girlfriend. I just wanna... I just wanna tell her, bro. Like, you're not Tyler the creator. Like, I don't know... How you think that this is coming across. Mm. But really it's coming across like, oh, I'm so quirky. I want to kill my ex-boyfriend. Oh. That's kind of how it feels. It, that's kind of a Tumblr aesthetic to me. That's I, like that's like a teenage girl. <laughs> like, Tumblr aesthetic. Like, I hate my ex so much. I want to kill him. And, and I want to kill his new girlfriend. <laughs> I wasn't ready for you to go on this much of hater shit on this. Oh my god. That's <laughs> like the whole first five songs are pretty bad to me. I was gonna and, say and from I what turn... I've heard, it's a little cringe, but somebody was talking about it at work and I'm like, I mean, I'm surprised by the amount of music that's being released right now. Yeah. Like I was not expecting this much music to be coming out right now. Kind Preston, of for no reason. It's a lot. It it's, really is a it's lot. It's a lot of shit right now. Is but, any of it good? Yes. And I'll get to that. But the next song is called Low, and it it comes on, and it's kind of some, like, not rappier tracks, but she's more kind hip-hop. of more flowing yeah. a little bit. And in the first part of the song, I'm like, I really like this. And then the hook came on, and the song's called Low, and she literally is like, keep it on the low, keep it on the low ski. <laughs> Lowski? 
I texted my friend and I was like, what the fuck is a low ski, bro? Keeping on the low, keeping on the low, keeping on the low ski. Oh Just my like that. God. <laughs> so ruined so the I'm song sure it was pretty me. good up until that, yeah. The verses are great, but there are just parts in every song that just made me be like, mm, mm, no thank you. And there are some, I'd say a few like great songs on it. Like, I really like Gone Girl. That's more like the Beach Bunny aesthetic almost. But this shit is just so over the, all over the I was going to say that like, one has been pretty popular. Like. From what I've heard. Uh, what do you think about this? It, have you heard any of it? I've kind of just heard a mix of it on and off. Yeah. Like, a so couple of songs like, got requested. So it wasn't like we were just listening to Sizzle at work. You didn't just shuffle it. Which you could, and it would cover a whole shift. I'm just saying. But <sighs> No, but a couple of songs got requested. I think that last one that you said was one that I ended up hearing. And it wasn't bad. And then, like, there's the shit that I hear on the radio, you know? So, which is the shit that I haven't liked from it. Yeah, I don't know which songs they're playing on the radio, but this shit is so all over the fucking goddamn place. Like, SZA is almost in a weird crossroads in her career where she's so closely associated with, like, the rap world, yeah. kind of like The Weeknd is, where there are a couple songs yeah, where she's trying to do something like... Is The Weeknd a, like, rap artist? Like, no, he's not. He's not, but... He works almost exclusively with rap guys. Yeah. Like his features, Kendrick. his features on his last album were Tyler the Creator yep. and Lil Wayne. Yep, and he just put out a song with Twenty One Savage in Metro. And SZA's kind of been occupying that space a little bit, where she's been working with a lot of people like that. But she's also been occupying, you know, this kind of indie sort of sound, like the Beach Buddy type of sound that she was doing on Control, and she's also been making some kind of pop music. Yeah. So this album, it's just a little bit of this and a she's little bit of that. She's one of those artists that drifts in and out. It's so, like she'll get closer and further from rap, depending. Yeah. There's a song called Smoking on My X-Pack, which people were flaming because they were like, that sounds like a Drake <laughs> song name, <laughs> which agree. is just funny that that's an insult now. <laughs> but that's that's probably the most rap that she gets yeah and it kind of plays almost like an interlude but it's not it's not good man yeah give me a bar abracadabra y'all are a sideshow i'm bobbing like psycho like psycho bob from the simpsons i'm bobbing like psycho you gassing like Texaco. <laughs> Infection like microbe. That don't even rhyme. You test it, I might go. You push it, I might pop. It's... <laughs> That's so... She, she should have got somebody to write that, bro. Yeah, I'm she, sorry. She I'm sorry. needed some damn I'm sorry. Help. Jesus. I hope you all like Jesus. this. I hope you all like this more than I am. I hope I'm fucking crazy and all my hater shit about this. I want this to be good so bad. On some real shit. And I don't even talk about shit that I just know I'm not going to like. I, I've i listened to this shit like multiple Basically, times. Basically, you're saying that you've given it its chance. You wanted to like it. I, I, and, it's, and it's just 
bad. I gave it a whole nother listen through today because I I don't have the just... power to make myself do that. If I hear something, you get one shot with me. That's how I am normally, but I didn't want to just come on here and say a bunch of unfounded shit. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. want to unsubstantiate my shit. But there was also some of the pop cuts on here sound like they came out of a 2008 Disney movie press. That sounds about right, though. Some of them are so awful. And the thing about all these genres and shit that she's trying to do is some of these ideas that she's trying to make lyrics about, like, contradict each other. Yeah. Like, she has one song where she wants to kill her ex, and then the next song, she doesn't need a man, and then the next song, she's fucking somebody because she misses you. And it's just... I mean, she's just... That's realistic, though. That's the emotional roller coaster, I guess. If you're, like, obsessed with somebody, I guess that's what you do. You're like, fuck, I want to kill them. And then you're like, fuck, I don't need them anyway. And then, fuck, I miss them. Like, I that's, know. I, guess. I agree with you. And that's something I hear in other music that I like, but there was just something that was just, like... About the way it was delivered to you? It just felt all over the place. And there was no, like, something that I like about Kendrick's album. I know I'm not fucking comparing right, right. SZA to Kendrick just because they're on the same label, but you can kind of see like the progression of Kendrick's emotions over time in every album yeah. that he's done, specifically on every this song. one. Because yeah. like, on the last album, there's that song where he's fighting with his girl and, and they're fucking calling each other all these horrible names and it's like them yelling at each other. Yeah. And then the next song is after the makeup sex, and he's like, shut the fuck up when you hear love talking. Yeah, if God be a woman. You have to, as the listener, you have to kind of guide us through that transition. You have to at least acknowledge that you're saying, you know, you're pulling me in all these different types of directions that I don't really know how to feel. When the track list first came out, and there were kind of people talking shit about... There only be like two, three features with like 22 songs. She actually responded to that and she said that a lot of the artists that she wanted to have on the album didn't send their parts in in time. What the fuck is that? And I thought it was very weird. And I was like, why Why am I even thinking about it? Why am I even questioning it? And then I started thinking about that it a little weird. bit. That sounds weird. No. And I was like, Scissors had five years to make a project and, and nobody else and was she's the biggest willing to get on there she's one of the biggest fucking yeah. pop artists in the world Bullshit. and only three people wanted to work with her that's cap yeah because there are random ass features out there you could get anybody SZA could get anybody on her fucking album so what I think I think she just made this in like a week bro <laughs> I think she made this shit like in a month because she that's knew that's actually hilarious that is actually my favorite theory. <laughs> I love that. I think that when when people were grilling her about not releasing new music, she's she like, was shit, like, they're right. Oh, shit, I have to make music. I haven't released anything since 2017. Oh, shit. Let me book time wait, in the wait. studio right it's, now. It's 2022? Fuck. Fuck, I went to sleep for two years. <laughs> That's what a lot of these artists do. They're like, yeah. bro, fuck, I went into hibernation and forgot to make music ever again. I'm looking at you, Frank Ocean. 
Yeah, Still waiting right? on that new album. When do you think that'll be out? Let's predict that, if we can. I'm going to say this based on nothing, and I'm going to say it's coming out next year. You know what? I, I, I could say that's founded. How long has it been? That like, was 2016, bro. How many... Ooh, Lord. Oh. So, so even Absol's <laughs> about to drop it. He didn't I was going to say, I was going to wait... Wait, so Even you know how Absol's... a lot of artists are saying now, like, the, the album that they're dropping now is going to be their last album, you know? Yeah. Like, there are a handful of artists right now doing that. And they said that about SZA. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I heard that, and I'm like, everybody's just going to be like, alright, I guess this is the move now. I guess uh, it's been five years, six years since I've released my last album, <laughs> time to release it and say, guess I'm not doing this anymore. I wonder where that originated. It's so because, weird because it's a trend right now. Because I feel like Brock Hampton's done that a handful of times. Oh, I love like, when they're this like, is my last this is the last ever. album, guys. <laughs> and then they're like, the next album is coming out tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, it's wait, like, what? It, well, and realistically, it's more like it'll be like a couple of years. But it's like, I guess you were done making music for like a year. And then this the year after that, you were like, wait, I guess... I guess we'll start working on that next album. I, so they I think it's that, a hype thing. West Side Gun has done that a lot, where there have been multiple, multiple, multiple albums in the past few years where he's been like, this is going to be my last album ever, and I'm retiring <laughs> from music. And then last year he did that, and then he was like, side B of the last album I ever doing is coming out in a month. <laughs> and it's like, you have... You have fooled me. You have, but yeah, oh I guess God. they'll just be able to do that now. We we just can't believe everything artists say. Oh hell no! Most artists, real artists, can't just retire. They can't just hang it up because if you're making art, you're doing it kind of yeah, for no you matter too. what. So you remember Jay Z retired with the Black Album like twenty yeah, two thousand and seven, and he was retired for about thirty minutes, like Tom Brady was. And then he saw his wife and kid, and he was like, I have to go back on tour. <laughs> I need to get back on the road, I need man. to get the fuck out of here. Oh, Sean Carter, we knew, we know you were in these streets <laughs> in multiple ways. We know. We know you were creeping on the low. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but no, it is a weird trend. I think it's honestly hilarious that SZA went from... It's been five years. I need this so bad. <laughs> Drops m- mid album. And then, I'm so fucked and up. And then it's like, okay, this is the last one, guys. You know what I want? I want all you people that shitted on Kendrick is you said this wasn't worth the five year wait time. Shut I the want fuck up. I need oh my god. I need Twitter references for you people that are talk that are doing all this praise for SZA's album now because. Kendrick's album was just as long. It was fucking star-studded. And it, it was, was fucking ten cohesive. times better, like, in every way. Like, come on, people. You can't compare the two. Come on, It's not people. fair to compare the two, and that's not it's what not. we're here to do. But there are people doing that shit. <laughs> that's like the... That's... <laughs> They're not on the same like fucking the, level, bro. That's like the third time that we've done that, where we've been like, we're not comparing Sizzle to Kendrick. Right after but I'm going them. to compare them. God damn it, you're going to like it. You listen to me. They're just not the same in any way. Holy shit, Preston. We're like Louis, an hour and 15 Louis, minutes you've in. fucking been doing this every time, all right? <laughs> 
What do you want? We can't do the intermission like 40 minutes in. Uh, Hour-long, highly suspicious, every week. I'm sorry. Forever. I'm sorry, SZA. I wish I liked it better. It, it It is a factor for me, though, when you're gone for five years, what you make. Cause I feel it, it's like got to be worth it, for if, sure. If this came out in, like, 2018... It would have been like, you know, whatever. She released right? an amazing project last year. But nope, that's not how it works. I hope I hope she does some soul searching out in the middle right? of the ocean like she's on that album cover. I hope I hope she finds herself if that's what she's really looking for. That's so fucking Midlife up. crisis on I feel the like, album. I feel like everything I say is sounding like a diss now and I'm not even intending it to be. That's how you know I've talked shit for too long. Cut me off, Preston. All right. You gotta stop All me right. that I'm on ass like that. Let's wrap it up, then. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode of 60 Minutes. We actually met the, the requirement for that. That's actually hilarious. Not to be 90 minutes. <laughs> I'll have links in the bio, and I'll be checking to see if you bitches are actually liking and commenting and sharing this shit. I will start calling so people much. out. On the next episode, if I know that you've seen it and you didn't do jack shit. Yeah, shout out to the real ones that like every post. Shout out to my boys. Yeah, for real. You keep us afloat. I wouldn't be doing this shit anymore. We would not have a social media presence if I didn't at least get one or two likes on like everyone. I would have blown my brains out already if I didn't have downloads on this show. If we were doing this for over a year and there was literally no results. Good lord. But that's not the case. And we'll see you next week, just like every other week. Every fucking Thursday.